Welcome to the Vanguard Church Podcast. You're about to hear a sermon from Vanguard Church Central in the heart of Colorado Springs. With every message, it's our prayer that you hear and learn how to live out your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. May your faith be strengthened, your hope increased, and your heart inspired to live for Jesus no matter the cost. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Today we're talking about, in the book of Ephesians, this concept of the real grind of life. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get tired of paying bills, fixing things at my house, repairing my car, right? Getting kids to get along, changing diapers. You go, I thought you were out of that stage. Well, Tasha and I are almost back in it, all right? Every one of us deal with challenges. This morning, Tasha said to me after I put on my khaki pants, did you sit in something? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I sat in something, all right? So these aren't khaki. We went out to get in the car. Garage door wouldn't open. Hmm. Came to church today. Rand can attest. Everything going haywire. Must going to be a great day. Must going to be an exciting day. And see, when the enemy is at work, just assume God is too. And strangely enough, you always see the devil first in your life. He always shows up first. But never, never, ever doubt that God's got it. Sometimes I watch my sports team play, and I don't know about you, but if you watch me worship, you go, you freak me out. You should watch me watch sports. (laughs) My wife's like, I don't need to come to the back room. I can hear from the back room how your team is or isn't doing, right? And it's really important that I worship more Jesus than the teams that I worship. Amen? Amen. Amen. And what's interesting about watching my sports team, Marty, sometimes I don't know if they're going to win. But God always wins. And whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're up against, whatever it is that doesn't make any sense to you, it makes complete sense to God. And when you see a valley, God sees a lake. Amen? You like lakes? Yes. Yes. I want to invite you today to take your program, your Bible, or your internet device. I want to invite you to share the service today and be a virtual evangelist and invite others to join you in this most amazing experience of God's Word today. And we're going to see Jesus talk to us today about how we fight the real grind in our lives. And if you know anything about the book of Ephesians, you know that the first five chapters are great, but chapter six is the best. It's the best. It is the best. 
And if you don't understand that life is a battle when you walk with Jesus, you're going to understand that by the end of this message today. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Paul says these words. I love this. He says, a final word. Do you know what that means when a pastor's talking? Absolutely nothing, all right? When the pastor says, and a final word, and then Paul writes a whole nother chapter, all right? A final word. Be strong. You might say to yourself, I'm trying. I'm trying, but I don't think I am. Be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Amen? Amen? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Be strong. I I, I don't feel strong. Good. Now be strong with God's mighty power power. Say to God, I don't know how to do this. Say to God, make me strong. Make me strong. I say to God, I can't be that guy. I can't be that guy. And God says, I know, but I can be it through you. Amen. I can't be that. I know. And the seven that are getting baptized today are not getting baptized because they can do this. They're doing it because they can't do this. The reason why you get baptized is you're saying, I can't do it, but Jesus can through me. He will. He will. Look at verse 11. Put on. Somebody say it. What's the third word? Put on what? Oh. If I hadn't worn pants today, you would have noticed it. Amen? Amen. Glad I wore pants. Amen? Put on all. Put on all. Some of us are good at putting on part of what we're going to talk about. It just comes natural to us. But God's going to ask us to put on all of what he's going to talk to us about. And when we leave something out we miss something that's critical and important to the call that God has on our lives. Put on all of God's armor. Why? So that you'll be able to what? Somebody say it. Stand. And stand how? Firm. What's the next word? Stand firm what? Against. You ready for the question? Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Can I get your name, sweetie? Lincoln? That's an amazing name, Lincoln. That's an incredible name. What, you ready? What is God asking you in your life right now to stand firm against? against. Standing firm against something creates friction. You go, oh, now it's starting to make sense. Now I'm beginning to understand why the resistance in my life. Yeah, because you're standing against something. 
You're standing against something. And you're standing for God. And when you stand against something and you stand for God, the enemy gets hacked. And he comes after you. He comes after you. A pessimistic leader says it ain't ever going to change. An optimistic leader says it'll change. But a true leader readjusts his sails. And wherever the enemy wants to blow hot wind, God's going to bring good from it. God's going to bring good out of it. You go, I don't see it yet. I don't feel it yet. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust him. God's at work. God is at work. You say, I don't see it. It's okay. It's a big ocean. Keep looking. Keep looking. Put on a whole armor. Stand against all the strategies. I love this word. And the tricks of the devil. He'll trick you. He identifies the real battle and the real enemy. So how do we fight this real grind? Number one, you suit up for battle. I read in my devotions yesterday, don't take your armor, don't, don't put your armor on like you take it off. Don't brag about what you're going to do till you've done it. Don't act the same going to war as you act coming back from it. Put on the whole armor. Naturally, we may not want to, but listen to this. Listen to what Emerson wrote. "'Tis man's perdition to be safe when for truth he ought to die." You say, I don't know, what is he saying? It's normal to want to play it safe. It's normal to want to play it safe. Don't. 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 Don't do it. Listen to what Robert Jackson said, whoever Robert Jackson is, right? On the battlefield, the real enemy is fear and not the bayonet and the bullet. Do you know what comes from fear? Definitive assumptions. I know it's going to go this way. That's what fear does for you. Fear tells you definitively how the future is going to go. And then you agree with it. You agree with it. And then there's self-revelation, self-fulfilled prophecy, because you agree with definitive assumptions born out of fear. You go, yeah, but I've been down this path before. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know what God's going to do at the end of it. You don't know what God is up to in the very delicate, broken, dark, sensitive, fearful moments of your life. You have no idea. You have no idea. Don't assume you know what you can't know. Unless God Almighty sends an angel and tells you the future, don't assume you know it. Don't assume you know it. Look at Exodus 17.9. This is Moses Choose us out some men. Let's go out and let's fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I'm going to stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God 
in mine hand. So how do we fight? Number two, know your enemy. We say, well, who is my enemy? Look at verse 12. We're going to see. We're not fighting against people. No, no. See, if you've decided that you're fighting against a person, the enemy has won with you because he has hidden himself. He has cloaked himself. And you have decided that your battle is with another human being. It's not. It's not. For we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. We're not? No. Then what are we standing against? Here's what we're standing against. The evil rulers, the authorities of the unseen world. Ah. Against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. So your battle is not against another human being. So whatever it is in your life, pick it. Take their name out and put the enemy, Satan, the evil one, the devil, and his cohorts in. So how do we fight? Look at principle number three, use your weapons. And what are they? We're going to see here. Verse 13, use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil so that after the battle you'll, stand, you'll be standing how? Somebody say it. Firm. Not only are you going to stand firm against, but after the battle you're going to stand firm against. Now your weapons are not anger. They're not rage. They lie with the Lord. It's God's armor. So verse 14, stand your ground. Stand your ground. I read in my devotions this morning, the king of Israel said to Elijah, is that you, Elijah, my enemy? How would you like it if the president of the United States said, oh, John, my enemy. Christian, my enemy. And I'm not making a judgment on the current president of the United States, okay? So please don't politicize this comment. But sometimes the greatest compliment anybody can pay you is that you are their enemy. Huh? Oh, that's not Christian. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. You stand against the evil of this world. And if someone sees you as their enemy, don't worry about it. If it's because you've stood against evil, keep standing. Stand firm. Stand against. Do not compromise. Do not back down. Do not change your convictions to get people to like you. Regardless of how powerful they are, stand your ground. Amen? amen. Come on, amen? amen? Stand, stand, stand firm. And even though those opinions hurt deeply, stand, stand, stand. Stand your ground putting on the sturdy belt of truth. I had to put it on twice this morning. 
and the body armor of God's righteousness. So how do we stand our ground? Use your weapons. Letter A, put on the sturdy belt of truth. So what does a belt do? Holds up your pants. It keeps you from making a fool of yourself. So so here's the question. Where in your life are you tempted to lie to yourself? You ready? Below the belt. Hmm? Where in your life are you tempted to lie to yourself below the belt? I hear you, Lord. I hear you. See, the belt of truth holds up the lower half of your purity. So don't lie to yourself. Look at verse 15 for shoes. Oh, I got to tell you, I got my Chuck Taylors on this morning. Oh, yeah, I love them. And just so you know, kids, these were in style when I was in middle school. All right. Amen. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. So letter B, put on the shoes of peace. Now, here's what you need to understand. This is a misnomer about peace. When you run with purpose for peace, there will be resistance. Peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the resolve to push through it regardless. I will fight for peace. I will purpose for peace with the shoes of the good news on my feet. Verse 16. In every battle, you're going to need faith as your shield. Yes, you are. To stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Let her see. Pick up the shield of faith. You're going to need it. What thoughts make their way into your mind that the enemy is just destroying you with right now? Now, I want you to think about this statement. It's not mine. I wish it was. Emotions are a good servant, but they're a bad leader. Amen? Emotions are a good servant, but they're a bad leader. And there are thoughts that are getting through into your mind. And when a thought pops into your mind, you go, where'd that come from? The devil. If it's not godly, if it's not righteous, the enemy is going to put evil thoughts in your head. You cannot stop that. And you say, is it a sin? No. But at the point in which that occurs, you've got to take every thought captive in obedience to Christ and say, I cannot agree with that. I cannot act on that. I cannot live like that. I cannot believe that. And I cannot allow that to determine what I will or won't do. You say, well, then, thank you, Lincoln. Then what's going to determine it? Here's what's going to determine it the choice that you make to trust God or not. When I'm encouraged, I trust God. When I'm discouraged, I trust God. It doesn't make any difference whether I'm having a good day 
or I'm having a bad day, whether my team played well yesterday or they didn't. I'm trusting. Verse 17, put on salvation as your helmet. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So letter D, put on the helmet of salvation. Let the good news of salvation protect your mind. Fear can't destroy you when faith is guiding you. Fear can't destroy you when faith is guiding you. And so it's really important to turn around and walk your thoughts back to their origin. Does that make sense? You're going to have a series of thoughts. Turn around, walk them back. Oh, that, that original thought, that was not of God. Right. And the longer you let those thoughts go, the more you're going to drift toward fear instead of living and being guided by faith. Letter E, take the sword of the Spirit. Now, what's the sword of the Spirit? It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. When you and I pick up the Word of God, you ready? When you and I pick up the Word of God, the enemy says to all of his demons, they're ready to go war with us. Ah. See, when you pick up that Bible, all of the spiritual world says, huh, well, we'll just see about that. We'll just see about that. We'll just see how much they believe what's in that book. We'll just see how much they're willing to give and willing to sacrifice. We'll just see if they're willing. See, because when you pick up the word of God, you are standing against the enemy. The sword of the spirit. Do you understand that every armor piece we've talked about up to this point was for defensive purposes? But the word of God is to go on the offensive. When you pick up the word of God, you are saying, I'm going to go on the attack for Jesus. Amen? Come on, amen? amen. So don't pick up the word unless you want to go to war. And you go, well, I do want to go to war. Then you better pick up the word because he'll eat you alive without the alive word of God. But the moment you pick up the word of God, I cannot tell you how many times this has happened in my life. I sit down in my chair like I did this morning, got my coffee made, start to read my Bible, and I go, boy, I am a pathetic example of somebody that God ought to use. And when I get done, I stand up and I go, you better get out of my way because I am going to war. I am going to battle on behalf of those that God has entrusted to me. And I will pray and I will read and I will stand firm against what God tells me to, regardless of what it costs me. Stand your ground, put on your armor, and let's go against the enemy. Victory is not just possible. It's guaranteed. So you want to worship 
like you're going to win. And you want to fight like you're going to win. And don't let the enemy, you know, as I say to my cowboy fans in the house, we normally lose those games. But we didn't the other night. And I'm sitting there like, I can't cheer right now because there's going to be nothing to cheer about at the end. But that ain't true in this realm. You are guaranteed victory. So worship like you have won and fight like you have won. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting to victory. And we are getting ready to see the most beautiful examples of victory. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Vanguard Central Podcast. We encourage you to go out and live your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. God bless you, friend. See you next time.